The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Well, welcome to this uh, 1st of June, or 2nd of June, I guess it is, uh, edition of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I am Brian Wickert, the uh, aforementioned owner and uh, Chief Honesty Officer of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with my son, who's a loan consultant, licensed loan consultant, and manager of half of our loan consultants, David Wickert. If you've got a question or comment, you can call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line at 414-799-1620. All right, we're going to start out talking about the person who I met Friday afternoon, who I believe is the youngest customer, youngest home buyer slash borrower that Acunet Mortgage has ever closed a loan for. And before you answer the question, David, of the minimum age you need to attain in order to buy a home and get a mortgage, yeah. before you answer that, let's test your other minimum age knowledge. Are you ready? Okay. How old do you have to be to get married in Wisconsin? 18? 18 without the parental consent. As young as 16, Ugh. if you have your parents' consent. What about buy cigarettes? 18. That's correct. Consume liquor or buy liquor other than for religious or medical purposes? 21, I guess. Uh-huh. Run for Congress? 25. That's correct. And you have to have lived in the United States for at least seven years. Mm -hmm. President? 45. 35. Damn. And have lived in the U.S. for 14 years. Youngest president to ever take the oath of office? Barack Obama. No, Ooh, not uh, even close. William Jefferson Clinton. Uh, he's number three. And John Kennedy. Number two. Mm. And number one is Theodore Roosevelt. Really? He, yeah, he was only 42 uh, years old when he took the oath. He was not elected because he became president after William McKinley was assassinated in Buffalo, New York in 1901. Yeah. So the youngest elected president, John Kennedy, okay. at age 43. All right, wow. there's your interesting cocktail knowledge for the uh, show. 35. The minimum age to enter into a contract to buy a home in Wisconsin is? 18. That's correct. And so I met Jacob on Friday afternoon who bought a duplex in West Bend for $214,500 on cool. Friday at the age of? 20 years and 10 months and 27 days. He told me he had a goal of becoming wow. a homeowner before he turned 21. And so we are very happy to help him make that goal. And congratulations to both Jacob and his dad, because it was his dad who told him about Acunet Mortgage. He was born after the Packers won Super Bowl 31. That is so that's, true. That's yeah. my metric. 1998. Well, Jacob's a tool and die apprentice at Harley Davidson. Nice. He didn't even need any rental income from the duplex to qualify. Uh, he has been on that job for nine months. Already has been working for three years mm -hmm. in that tool and die. I won't tell you how much he makes, but it's less than the area median income of 77300 but more than $65,000. Sweet. That is a As nice a 20-year-old? Yeah, wow. twenty year old. And he's not even he's about to become a journeyman. He's currently an apprentice tool and die maker. So boy, if you want to make some money, uh there are some good jobs in manufacturing. All right, so now let he can't us... even buy a beer yet and he's gonna charge somebody rent. Wow, that is a good point. See, there you go. What do you think you can get for a two bedroom, one and a half bath duplex unit 
uh, for rent in you, West you, Bend. I thought it was only like $700. $1,125. And his total monthly payment, uh, including uh, taxes, homeowners insurance, FHA monthly mortgage insurance, principal and interest, 1550 So Jacob is only going to have to chip in $425 after taking in the rental income. Not so bad. Not so bad from his own checking account. So he's looking pretty smart. The idea, by the way, of buying a duplex as your first home, David, is a tried and true strategy. Of course. Uh, one Jerome Sirkatich, Jerry Sirkatich, the sometimes host of this show. Yes. Senior vice president and managing owner of Acunet, he bought a duplex for his first home, only yeah. for like over 20 years. Makes it easier to get in and cover the payment. When your mother and I bought our first house, our next-door neighbors, Jim and Sue Englehart, they were in a single-family home, but they had originally bought a duplex down the street on 48th Street. Yeah. That was their first home. Yeah. So here's a question that Jacob asked, and that applies here. How long do you have to live in a home if it's financed, mm-hmm. either with a Fannie Mae loan or an FHA loan, before you can, how long do you have to owner-occupy it? 12 months. 12 months is exactly correct. You have to move in and begin occupying it within 60 days. So that would help you if you wanted to occupy a duplex unit that was already Had a renter. Rented, yeah. Already had a rented. So you got to get them out because mm-hmm. you have to move in within 60 it days. It has to be your house. And then you have to live there for 12 months from the date you move in in order not to violate the terms of your mortgage. Yeah. Because that would be grounds for foreclosure. And I happened to read it to him because he had that question. So mm. I found a paragraph 12, I believe it was, in the Wisconsin mortgage that explained, you got to live there for 12 months unless there are extenuating circumstances and you get the lender's permission. Mm, which you won't get. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe if you got a job transfer or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had to, my, my employer made me move to Missouri. Alabama, Missouri, something like that. And what you glossed over was you can use the rental income from the other unit to qualify, to qualify if, if you need it. But for Jacob, he didn't need to because he's, that tool and die job sounds pretty good. Yeah, right. So, yes, you are absolutely correct. Um, And the other thing that's true about using an FHA loan to buy a duplex is there are no income limits like there are on some of our other loan programs that you can use to buy a duplex. So uh, let's take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of other real life duplex stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, After this break, you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, remember, if you've got a uh, question, you can call or text us on the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, 414-799-1620. And, David, we did receive a text from Justin. What is Justin's question? Justin's question is, saw a feature story on CBS Morning News this week that highlighted the quote weak housing market supposedly for the past 16 months called it a buyer's market and said prices are stagnant sales are slow and new construction is down so is the strong market with scarce inventory in southeastern wisconsin a rare anomaly in recent months or is it that the network reporters didn't research well and only looked at a few coastal markets that in fact are the aberration to what's going on nationwide all right so i don't have any um hard statistics to back this up but 
Remember that all real estate is local. Like politics. That's right. And so definitely the trend that CBS News is reporting on is coastal. But I don't know, is it 80% of the people in America live, you know, along the West Coast in California and on the East Coast, you know, anywhere from Boston down to Florida? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so a majority, I would say, reflect what those people reporting in the CBS News. But I think we are the exception to the rule here in southeastern Wisconsin. And but let me also hasten to point out that it varies a lot here in southeastern Wisconsin by uh, price range. Mm -hmm. So I was talking to somebody this past week who's got their home listed like in the seven to $800,000 range. Yeah, how that, many people can afford that? Exactly, and super slow, slow as molasses in January yeah. in terms of activity. And part of the reason is if you're gonna buy a seven to $800,000 home, you may not necessarily want, you know, Bob and Mary's cabinet and granite and wall covering and all those choices. Just even down that path, people feel that way about four hundred and five hundred thousand dollar houses too. Oh. Like, hey, I don't really want to have to like, you know, fix the kitchen after I feel like I paid a premium price at four fifty. Okay. Just just a penny. All right. Yeah. So so it's all relative. It's to what they are anchored to for if it was for sale for, you know, one ten, I would spend all day fixing the kitchen to what I wanted. If you could afford it. Yeah. So there there's your answer. I think we're the exception. Uh, to the nationwide buyer's market. So definitely if you're in that, I say, 500 and less, and again, depends on, you know, 500,000 in Hartford is probably the upper end of the market, unless you're on a lake, uh, you know, versus 500,000 in Delafield is kind of standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends on where you fit well, in. And so it's also things... relative to, oh, my $800,000 house in, you know, Boston oh. now has plummeted to, 10% to well, yeah. 720. I mean, not that that's not real money, but it's a relative number too. All right, let's go back to talking about my original topic of duplexes and set the stage. So I'm going to ask you, David, to estimate the number of duplexes that sell in a year in the five-county Milwaukee metro area, but I'm going to handicap you. Uh, in 2018, single-family homes were 18,000, mm-hmm. just under, uh, with the help that changed hands with the help of a realtor. Um just under 3,900 condos sold in the five-county metro area. So that's 4.6 single-family homes for every condo sale. So now with that information, how rare or common do you think a duplex sale is? 2,000. Third place to single-family and condo. And the answer is uh, 1,800. You're very close. 1,838. So it's about a 10 to 1 or more precise 9.7. To one. Well, so for just, every single family. Yeah. Less home, of them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, boy, it's already going to be time for another break. So let's do this. I'm going to, after this next break, I'm going to tell you a story about the daughter and son-in-law of a friend of mine mm-hmm. who I used to work with at M&I Mortgage. Back in the day. Back in the day before we started Acting in Mortgage in 1999. And she reminded me that I once gave her and her daughter a ride when her car broke down. So this school? daughter who was, little, was a little kid when I gave him a ride, yeah, I like picked him up and took him home or something like that. Yeah. I remember that. We're going to tell now she's old enough to buy a house, and she and her husband want to buy a duplex. And I'm going to tell you that story and how I kind of goofed up when mm-hmm. we come back from this break. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on News Radio, AM 620 WTMJ. 
getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, so we've been talking a little bit about duplexes uh, here this Sunday morning. And, boy, there are some really nice ones, you know, some beautiful older duplexes, much more common for sure uh, back in the day. Um, and so the story I'm going to tell you now is about the uh, daughter and son-in-law. We'll call them Pete and Kelly, not their real names, <laughs> of my friend Mary, which is her real name. Uh, and so Mary emailed me and said, could you talk to my uh a daughter and son-in-law, they're first-time home buyers, and just kind of give them the whole picture of buying a home. I said, sure. And that was on Tuesday. I emailed with the daughter, and they could come in the next day. Well, it turns out that she has a different last name than her husband. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her then, oh, what's your husband's last name? Because I think she said, oh, we talked to somebody at your company already. And sure enough, they had talked to Aaron, one of our senior loan consultants. And I really wanted to talk to Aaron before they came in, but it's been a really busy week, so I didn't have a chance to. So in they come at uh, 1.30 on Wednesday, and I open up their file and everything, and I see that Aaron had been working with them on an FHA uh, financing for a duplex. For sure. Very similar to Jacob, who I just mentioned. Yep. Uh, as our youngest home buyer ever. And uh, so I was... Why is that, Dad? Why had Aaron chosen an FHA well, loan? Well, uh, we're going to get to that. That's kind of the punchline. Um, they're tight on cash, like a lot of first-time homebuyers. So I I'm thought you need 20% up... down. No, 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 no. All right. Okay. And FHA, by the way, is 3.5% down on a duplex. So I'm bringing up my pricing tool, and I'm going, well, let's compare the FHA yep. to a WIDA, which is a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, a WIDA loan, because it turns out they qualify, if you have income of less than, well, they're a three-family household, so $88,495. Or if you're not a first-time home buyer, 111 111 now, okay. So they qualify for WIDA, and I'm thinking, well, let's compare this, because WIDA, you have to do 5% down under duplex. Mm -hmm. But then we can give them the famous WIDA second mortgage that fills in another 3% of the purchase price, so it's only 2% down. Slick. So I am feeling all smart. And, by the way, the payment's 100 bucks less a month. Nice. On there, we were looking at a $250,000 purchase price. So I am feeling like, oh, old wicker. The old man still got it here. You know, why would you want to do FHA? Uh, plus, their real estate agent had been uh, talking to him and saying, you know, FHA uh, – is not good as That's a bad rap bad rap with sellers you're probably not going to be able to get an offer accepted if you go with fha and why is that david what do people fear a little pickier on the appraisal for things like chipping paint and handrails and stuff like that and cracked or broken windows yeah things and, that you want fixed well right but yeah. trip hazard but i mean even fha will make you if there's just a crack in a window pane you got to fix that yeah yeah the peeling and chip paint is because of fear of lead paint poisoning. Mm -hmm. And then the trip hazard and handrails are just trying to make sure it's safe. Um, so so I'm going, yeah, like the FHA is a bad idea. All right, so. And then at what point did the light bulb go off? The next day. So I the send next them, day? Uh, yeah, I send oh, them man. out the door with illustrations, and I'm talking about, but you know what? We can get the seller to chip in on some closing costs mm -hmm. here. And so you can come in with a lot less money down and out of your pocket than, than you thought possible. They are happy because now I'm, you know, getting them hooked up with a non-FHA loan. So then I talked to Aaron the next day, 
And I say, yeah. Senior loan consultant. Senior loan consultant. Uh, Why are you going FHA? He says, well, Brian, uh, WIDA, you know, that's a Fannie Mae product. Um, Yeah, uh uh-huh. Fannie Mae requires, in addition to down payment and closing costs, they require that the borrower have savings, otherwise known as reserves, equal to six months worth of monthly payments, principal, interest, Uh, property taxes, mortgage insurance, and homeowner's insurance. We were looking at a payment here of 1800 so times six, do the math. That's 11000 extra dollars of reserves hmm. that these people don't have. Uh-huh. Eh, yeah. So I quickly sent an apology email and said, boy, I made kind of a big mistake. Weed is really not practical. But like we always try to do when we make a mistake is present a solution. Of course. And so the solution in this case is a Freddie Mac loan program called Home Possible. So FHA is still possible. Yeah. And we just demonstrated that Jacob bought a duplex with an FHA loan. Right. But the next best thing is a Freddie Mac loan program called Home Possible, uh, which is almost as good as the WIDA program, except it doesn't offer that second mortgage. So it requires 5% down. The borrower has to have 3% of their own money, which they do. 3% on 250000 is $7,500. Our buyers have nine grand saved up of their own money, so we're cool there. What we got to fill in, though, is we got to get to twelve five for 5% down payment. And best of all, no reserve requirement. That is the kicker with the Freddie Mac system. We got to put it through the Freddie Mac automated underwriting system, but that was the big difference. No reserves. So we're only about uh, $3,500 short on the um, money needed for the down payment. That can come from a gift. gift. So I called the mother and- Who made the referral and said, hey, mom's gonna make this happen. Maybe we would, have you guys thought about that? All right, so that's the good story. We're about finding solutions even when we make a mistake. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ. All right, before we get to the rate roundup, David, uh, we had a uh, caller in from Oak Creek. Oak Creek. Uh, he just told me not to say Oak Creek. He said, Dad, say Oak Creek. Anyway, t- uh, to tell us that his neighbor listed his home on Friday for 229 and it's already sold as of yesterday. Bam. So Flying in the face of what we said last week. Oh, it takes 20 days. Some do, but yeah. you know, but it reinforces what Justin, our earlier texter, told us. Uh, I have a client who's listing, who listed their home for sale in Wauwatosa on Thursday. Yeah. Texted the agent, already had interest in offers. I, I'm going to check in tomorrow because I'm willing to bet they take an offer from what they get this weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so then if you're a seller out there, you got to evaluate, you know, which it's all a confidence um, game. Your mom and I started watching Sneaky Pete on HBO, and he's a confidence con man. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not talking about conning people, but it's about when you're a buyer, you're trying to give the seller confidence that you're, you can make good on your offer. And so not having to sell your house takes out one big thing of uncertainty. For sure. And then sellers like bigger down payments, and that's where we're good at coaching people and saying, hey, you know what? Oh, you've got some money in an IRA there that you're not really going to touch, but you could if you needed to. And so we could, you know, rightfully say that you're willing to put 20% down and to verify the, the contract yeah, yeah. and the contingency. So why don't you write that offer with 20% down? Mm-hmm. Or we've had a lot of buyers have success even at 5% down. Or I had one buyer last month tell us how even though she was only putting 3% down, the rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval 
gave the seller enough confidence in her as a buyer that they took her offer uh, over others. There you go. That's the way it's supposed to work. All right. How low are rates right now, David? On a 30-year fixed, uh, tomorrow morning, Acunet could offer 3.99% with just $495 in total cost. What? And the APR is 4.01. Wow. Basically free money. The 10-year treasury, in the office, we just continue to watch the 10-year treasury plummet down to 2.13. Crazy. <laughs> and why are people doing that? Why, why, why is money flowing out of stocks and into mm. bonds? Flight, flight to safety. Okay. Uncertainty in international markets drives people to want to put money where they know have more certainty. Yeah. And so people are willing to accept lower interest rates on their bonds in order to have the safety. If, if you were looking to do a cash out refinance, maybe to consolidate other debts, maybe take some money out here to pay for college that you know is coming up, maybe improve the value of your home by taking some of that equity you've achieved and redoing the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, on a 30-year fixed, Acunet could offer 4.375% with just $495 in cost. APRs, total cost? That total cost. the appraisal, David? Or everything. Closing? APRs 4.4. Everything. What about a 15-year? Oh, man. You just, oh, I'm put putting you on the, the spot here yeah. because that, that is the preferred uh, loan type for many a retired person, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. That we find. You know what I enjoy most that you're putting me on the spot here is I have an answer for you, and I think those less seconds. than 20 seconds. 3.625%, APR is 3.6, which is $995 in cost, That's which I like cheap. to highlight. If it takes your uh, lender more than the 20 seconds it just took me, they are not a technology company. They That's are a, st a stuffy, stodgy old bank. And a lot of times we, you know, we're like, okay, we're giving to somebody cool. Well, I want to get a... Uh, Quote from my bank, okay, well, uh, and I talked to them two days ago, really, and they haven't emailed you anything yet? No, I'm still waiting. It's like, okay, move on. Moveon.org. Um, all right, so so rates are really good. Rates are really, really good. And I guess... Unexpectedly so. And we get asked the question... Are they going to go know, lower? Well, and it's just like, what is... I don't, I don't want to be glib about it, but it's just like, it's like playing blackjack. It's like, look, sometimes you just walk away from the table and take the opportunity that's in front of you and not worry, not worry about, about yeah, could I just, one more? Yeah. But here's the other thing. Typically, you know, and we've done this a lot in the last couple of weeks as rates, as rates have improved. You know, let's say that we locked somebody in at four and a quarter, mm -hmm. you know, a month ago. And now we're coming, getting ready to close. We cannot get them all the way to the market for free. We can't because that's called a free hedge, and there ain't no such thing as a free hedge. Like in... buying gas from two weeks ago. That's we right. Yeah. But we can renegotiate the lock and typically get them halfway to the current market for at sure. no cost, roughly. Been doing that left and right for the last week or so. That's right, because we want to make sure you got the best deal before you can close. All right, when we come back, I have got a story about a couple buying a unique contemporary home in Waukesha County, very well qualified have some problems uh, with the appraisal. Emphasis on the word through. unique. Unique. And also, though, the kicker is they both work at the same big bank and shows Acunet. I'll tell you why when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. 
All right, so I want to tell you a story about a couple buying a unique contemporary-style home in Waukesha County. Very well qualified, as a matter of fact. A lot of money in the bank. They could put down well over 20 25%. They're choosing to put down 5%. Uh, your mortgage banker's dream. That's right. And I did mention they both work at a large bank and chose Acunet. I'm going to save the why on that for the end of the story. But I ended up getting involved last week, Tuesday, because even though the appraisal had come in a week ago Friday, at a value that supports the transaction, the Fannie Mae servicer to whom we're going to sell the loan after closing, and who we rely on to decide that everything about the loan, including the appraisal, meets Fannie Mae's strict requirements, Mm -hmm. they understandably had some concerns about the appraisal report, and here's why. I mentioned the home was contemporary, right? Yes. And new construction. Of the five comparable sales on the appraisal, only one of the sales was contemporary in design. And what all appraisers do is they start with the raw sales price of any particular comparable sale, and then they make adjustments going down through a grid to reconcile the comparable to the subject property. If these comparables in. were like the house I'm looking at, what would it, its value be? Correct. You know, like if, if our subject property was better mm-hmm. in some way, let's say it was a little bigger, mm-hmm. then they would adjust the comp up. Sure and vice versa. So the only contemporary sold for a raw unadjusted price of 350. Mm-hmm. After all the comparable or all the adjustments in the grid, it came out to an adjusted value estimate of 390. Mm-hmm. All the other comps which were not contemporary in design, they're very traditional. You know, look like every other house in Waukesha County. They all sold in the high 400s or even low 500s and yeah. after the same adjustment process all came in at values in the high 400s, which guess what? is where the sales price is oh, on the, the subject exact, property on the subject property huh and then did i mention the only contemporary home adjusted out to 390. did the appraiser make any value judgments on the contemporaryness no and that is what the appraisal review department at the fannie mae servicer came back with on tuesday and said hey oh, and i want to mention one other thing all appraisals now get ranked automatically through a artificial intelligence, you know, automated underwriting system called Collateral Underwriter, yep. a product of Fannie Mae. And it's on a scale of one to five, one being super safe, five being uh, this, the computer doesn't really like this appraisal. And if you're at 2.4 or lower on this one to five scale, Fannie Mae says we will never question the appraisal. Bulletproof. Bulletproof. Well, this appraisal got a rating of 3.5. Mm. So not horrible, but, you know, not in the safe zone. Like a C minus. So the Fannie Mae uh, Servicer Appraisal Review Department is just doing their job. I always try to emphasize that to people when things are not going perfectly. Come as, on, Dad. They're being evil and mean. No, and yeah. no, They're just doing their job. And so they asked, Dear Mr. Appraiser, um, could you please comment on why you didn't make any negative adjustments to the four non-contemporary homes? Because there seems like the contemporary ones are selling for less than the standard ones yeah or give us another comparable sale okay fine let's get right on that and Be- later the day the appraiser gave us that comment no I'm no because no. the appraiser happened to be out of town without access to his technology mm. not coming back until friday so the parties had to agree to an extension to the financing and appraisal contingency deadlines and the bottom line is we got the revisions late friday because the guy was like coming but the appraiser person was coming back he gave us another comp of a contemporary home only three miles away from the subject that appears to much better support the value yeah. in the upper 400s. So we've packaged that up and sent it off. We hope to have our answer on Monday because we'd still like to close by next Friday. So, and yet, by I want to emphasize, by being transparent and honest with everybody, 
about what's going on. Nobody was surprised about this. Mm-hmm. And they were all appreciative because, okay, we're going to keep everybody up to date. It was suboptimal that the appraiser was out of town, but you just have to say, hey, this is the way it is. But believe me, I think in reality, anybody other than a cash buyer is going to run into the same problem on a unique home. And as I was explaining to the buyers, um, it's because fewer people want a contemporary home. Okay, just especially in, the, in that price range. It, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But, but on the other hand, the people who want a contemporary home will want it more intensely. So it's not the broad market appeal, oh, oh. but it's the intensity level of somebody who wants that. And as a lender, the reason why Fannie Mae and every other lender should care about that is, if you get that house back in foreclosure, you want to have a high confidence level that you can resell it quickly. You know what the theme to this story really is, though. Is that at Acunet Mortgage you can get the CEO on the line ah. if they, if 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 that is required, both to be the chief explanation officer, the chief stress reducing officer, and just get everybody on the same page, which you can't do at your bank or credit union. Yeah. Sometimes the buck has to stop at Brian's desk. I'm a good firefighter. Well, yes, the number one firefighter. A chief firefighting That's officer. That's true. All right, when we come back, and then I'll tell you the nice compliment that the that the buyer gave me when we were talking about these gnarly issues. We'll cover that when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And let's not forget about David Wickert, a licensed loan consultant and loan manager. So we're just talking about working through this issue with the uh, appraisal on the contemporary home, and hopefully that all turns out okay. Uh, We should know soon. Um, But the other really cool thing is that the buyer, and I had his wife on the phone as well, on a conference call explaining with the whys, and he said, I just got to tell you, Brian, working with your company has been fantastic. Um, everybody's doing such a great job. And he says, you know, we're employees at fill in the name, large bank. And he said, I got to tell you, the rate and closing costs that you offered to us were the same as what our employee pricing is here at the bank. (laughs) All right. So their special pricing, our regular pricing was the same. And he said, and our loan officer and team couldn't get it done in the time frame. They were kind of bumbling. So that made it a no-brainer to come over to Acunet. So that I, that's a compliment. And I said, well, you know what? It's just kind of hard when you're a large bank to have consistent quality. And plus, you got all that overhead. So that is our value proposition to our you know buyers or our customers refinancing. Is that you know we're 35 people. We're not 350. And we're 3,500. That's right. We maintain our you know quality. Um, everybody gets trained by me and David and, and, you know, I'm there almost every day. And so we take care of things, whether they go well or not. So, uh, one more story here before we have to say goodbye for this week. And that is of a repeat customer who called in and wanted to refinance to, they decided, Hey, uh, we want to stay in our house, but we need a new roof. And so, um, now this was not the house that I had financed for him before he had been divorced and has subsequently gotten remarried. And it so happened that his wife, his current wife already owned the home before they got married. 
Okay. And so my past client was not on title to the home. Hmm. Nor on the mortgage, obviously. Nor on the mortgage either. And so, okay, well, let's work through these issues. Okay, what do you think your credit scores are? Well, I think mine's, you know, 690 and my wife, and who's on the phone? Oh, like 640. Well, it turns out, unfortunately, that those were the FACO credit scores, not FICO. Hi, I just made that up. There you go. The FACO credit scores that you get from Credit Karma and so on. Turns out that her credit score was really 598. And so, and now I couldn't take her off the loan and just do the loan in my past client's name because he was not on title. Sure. And there's this weird thing in mortgage lending, which is before you can switch borrowers, the borrower who you're switching to has to be on title for six months. Mm-hmm. Called continuity of title. So we fail on that. So we're like, man, the only thing we can do, even though it's kind of ugly, is an FHA loan because they have more than 20% equity. But they're going to end up paying for FHA mortgage insurance. Well. Although they could afford a 15-year fixed payment. So now this is a credit to my client. Let's call him Fred. Not his real name. Because I'm like, okay, well, we'll do this because it's the only alternative you have. And he emails me the next day and says, what what if we sold the house and then bought a new one? Sold it to strangers? Strangers. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, sold it to strangers. Okay. And then we'll buy a different house, and then we just got to fix this issue relative to the uh, roof, but maybe, you know, we can negotiate with this buyer or whatever. And so then I heard an ad uh, for a roofing company who provides financing. And I thought, so I got to get back to him with that and say, you might be able to get financing on the roof repair. Take care of it before you list. Because I was concerned about... Negotiating that with a buyer as they try to sell it. Right. Because as a mortgage lender, if it's that bad, that is going to be obvious to everybody. The mortgage lender is going to make you get it fixed before closing anyway. So I think there might be a way out. And kudos to him for solving a puzzle of we'll just buy instead. And of course, only he could have done that. Right. right. Because they had to be willing to buy a home instead of refinance the one that they have. So the bottom line, if takeaways from today's show are, hey, duplexes are cool, but you have to know what you're doing when you buy a duplex. Because mm-hmm. it's a little trickier than buying a single family detached home. The other takeaway is that rates are really, really low. And so what's happening right now is the prime rate, which is the rate five and a half, five and a half. Maybe the Fed is going to cut later this year. There's some market, you know, anticipation, that way. And, but they're probably going to bring it down to five. Yeah. Maybe. You know, meanwhile, your 15 year fixed rates are in the threes, even for taking cash out. So if you're going to remodel, you know, maybe you want to look at a 15 year or a 30 year to get that done. Or consolidate your home. That's that's a loan application I took this week was for somebody that needs to consolidate their relatively large balance on their home equity line. Mm-hmm. That's hang, been hanging out there at five and a half, and he's probably just going to bite the bullet and get that done. Yep. Put it all together on a thirty-year fixed rate. This is the opportunity that's open, and and nobody knows how long it's going to last. Yeah. You know, when this happened in in March, uh, things came back up. Yes. And so. Better to act now and lock in certain savings. We are happy to help you do the math. You don't have to do it yourself. All you got to do is click on the blue button for a no social security number required refi checkup or to get started on a rock solid guaranteed pre approval to buy. That's how we can help you become a homeowner instead of just a tired out home shopper. All right, all you got to do is click on the blue button 
at Acunet.com. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.